Welcome to Off The Record. I'm your host, Marika Day, dietitian, nutritionist, recovering perfectionist, and founder of Fueled by Marika Day. Join me here each week as we delve into what it really means to be a healthy and happy human. You'll hear from conversations with experts in their fields to raw and real chats about aspects of health and life that we really don't hear enough about. You'll be left feeling inspired, educated, and empowered to be the best version of you. So sit back, relax, or head on out for your walk, and let's dive on in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Off The Record. I am actually super excited to be recording an episode today. I feel like the last, oh, maybe two months even have been just insanely hectic. We are working on a really exciting new project, which I potentially am actually going to be able to tell you about by the time this episode is out. So I might even put it at the end of this episode if I get approval to be able to say it. But it is a project that we've been working on or I've been working on for like 14 months and it is huge. But I have just got to the point the last couple of months where I am burnt out. (laughs) So I have taken the last pretty much week now. Yeah, it would be a week um, just to try and, I guess, reset my system And when I use that word reset, immediately what came to my mind is all of the bullshit reset diets and those sorts of things. I I don't mean that. What I mean is I've really taken time over the last sort of week, week and a bit to prioritize sleep, to really listen to my body. So, you know, if I'm waking up in the morning and I'm like, today is definitely not a day to exercise or, you know, if I'm feeling just exhausted and want to cry than just allowing myself as much time as I need to to cry. So I guess in this episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about balance um, and my failings at balance and how you can learn from me, um, but also how I see balance. And I guess my approach to balance is potentially a little bit unique in that obviously I have found well, have I found? I don't know. <laughs> um, my approach to balance is one where it's sort of like dynamic, where I focus on one thing at a time and then I know that I can switch it up and I can take, for example, like the last week, I can take that time. And yeah, I've still got things to do. Like, you know, I'm not on a break. I'm still working. I'm still doing things, but I can really take a back seat and um, slow down. Whereas I totally recognize that for some people, particularly people with children and multiple jobs, that that's not possible. But I'm definitely going to give some suggestions around what you can do in those situations as well when you really feel like that you need, you know, a system halt and um, how to find balance back in terms of your life, but also in terms of health. Because I think that when we feel out of balance, what we tend to do is we think that ramping up exercise, nutrition, like self-care sort of activities is the way to sort of rebalance. And yes, there is a component to self-care activities that play a role in feeling balanced and sort of overcoming burnout and those sorts of things. But I think that we really need to be thinking much larger in terms of the impacts of um, burnout and and lack of balance. Um, And we need to recognize what 
is causing it and then listening to our body a bit more in terms of how to fix it. So it's certainly not about yet yeah, just exercising more and doing more yoga. Like there, there's definitely components of, you know, yoga and sleep and those sorts of things that play a role, but it's not the be all and end all. So I'm not sure if I've used this analogy on the podcast before. I've certainly used it on social media before, but I'm going to repeat it now because it is a really good way, I think, to look at balance. Um, actually, I'm going to use two analogies, both of which I, you may have heard of before. Um, I did not make these analogies up. I've heard them over the years and I would love to give credit to whoever wrote them, but I don't know. Um, so the first one about balance is about finding balance is about like having a four stove gas burner. And if you've got all of your four stove burners, sorry, your four burners on like full ball, just right at the top, you are going to run out of gas pretty quickly. Um, and I guess with those four burners, it's about sort of depends on the different person, but like, so for example, it might be one burner might be family, one burner might be health, one burner might be work and one burner might be friends. And if you have all of those burners turned right up, you are going to burn out and you are going to lose balance really quickly. Now, a lot of people, I think, would say that balance is about like carefully timing, you know, which one's up a little bit more, which one's down a little bit more or having them all on um, on like a relatively low burn so that then you are not, um, you know, re- running out of resources too quickly. And I can see a time and a place for that. But I guess what's worked for me or also what doesn't work. Um, so maybe this isn't great advice, but what the way I approach it is that sometimes in life you need to have a burner on full like sometimes for example if you've got an unwell child if you are a new mum or a new dad if you are in a new career or trying to build a business there are times when one burner is going to be 100% up and what that means is that the other burners are probably going to have to turned down otherwise you will burn out very quickly so that might mean that your health is not the biggest priority for a couple of weeks or even a couple of months but the thing I guess I see with this approach is and I think the most important thing of this approach is knowing that one that that burner is up higher than what your capacity probably can handle so you've got to firstly recognize that when this burner is turned right up, that this is not sustainable. Yes, it's happening. Yes, we recognize it. Like, yes, it needs to be like this for a short period of time, but you also need to recognize the limit of if this continues, this is not sustainable. And you also need to know that you will have a time where you can turn that burner down because if you feel out of control. So for example, if it's your job that is um, the burners on full, and if you don't see an end to that burner being on full, that is where you see depression and anxiety and mental illness rise because there's no end in sight where you feel like that you can turn up the other burners. So turn up your health, turn up your social, turn up your friends, um, sorry, friends and social, same thing. Um, so yeah, I think if we are using this approach, we need to be really mindful that we are using this approach. So the reason why I really like this approach is because for me personally, 
my life, I feel like occurs in seasons where, you know, work is really busy for a season or, you know, I've got more personal or family stuff going on for a season in my life. And I know that I can sort of adjust the dials accordingly. And what that means is that you are never going to be like, you know, I'm never going to be the fittest person on the planet. I'm never going to be an Olympian. I'm never going to be the most successful person on the planet. I'm never going to be um, the best sister, the best daughter, you know, because I'm not putting all of my intention into one burner. I'm sort of trying to spread it quite evenly over these four burners. And I recognize that, yeah, I'm, I'm never going to be those things. And that's okay. Like I'm not trying to be the best at everything. What I'm trying to do is I guess move with the ebbs and the flows of my life and turn up and down those dials as I feel they need to go. So for example, the last, as I said, probably two to three months, um, we've been hectic with work. Like it's been huge days um, and a lot of stressful decisions and really big risks that we're taking. So it's, um, yeah, it's been very stressful um, for the last few months. And I knew that this was coming and I guess I can recognize when I'm sort of falling into that sort of burnout pattern, but sometimes <laughs> being a bit of an overachiever and perfectionist, I overcommit myself um, too much and then sort of can't get out of some commitments. And so I sort of see the fallout happening, but what it means is that I need to prepare for that fallout happening. So I need to give myself a week or two weeks or whatever it is to really reset and recover. And during that time, it really is about doing as little as possible. So it's not feeling guilty about doing nothing. It's not feeling guilty about sleeping in the middle of the day and that sort of stuff. Um, I just got distracted from my actual example. So the last three months has been, as I said, hectic, busy, and my fitness has absolutely taken a dive. Like I have, I reckon I can count on one hand the number of times I've trained in the last two months. It's it's embarrassing. <laughs> um, and I know that that's not good for my mental health. Like if you listen to my anxiety um, episode where I talk about my anxiety, um, exercise is one of the things that is so key to my mental well-being. So I know that this is not a sustainable thing and I am imperfect and I am working on getting better at this. And I think that I guess the things that I've learned from this this last um, this last little episode of crashing and burning is that I need to prioritize movement, even if it's not what I think that it should be. And so, for example, when I when I say that, what I mean is that when I train normally, I train like I do weightlifting. So I'll do strength sessions where I'm doing deadlifts and squats and, you know, all sorts of weight based exercises at the gym. Occasionally I'll run when my hip is feeling nice to me, but um, primarily it's strength training. So when I'm feeling stressed and pressure, the thought of strength training or the thought of like something that's going to get my heart rate up it makes my chest hurt just thinking about it when I'm exhausted and when I'm stressed and when I'm anxious, the thought of putting like 40 kilos on a barbell and squatting just feels like the weight of the world more so being on me. And same goes for, yeah, if I thought of going on an assault bike or something like that, the pressure in my chest already. And then the thought of, um, the thought of like getting my heart rate up so high is just 
not an option, not an option. And so I guess where perfectionism has failed me in this is that I will then opt to, well, I can't do that. So I won't go to the gym or I won't do exercise. Whereas there is obviously an alternative. The alternative is do body weight exercises. Don't smash yourself. Just go for like really light on the exercise bike. Just do some yoga or some stretching or, you know, do more walking. Um, There's so many different options. Swimming, like there's so many different ways that I could move my body that would not give me that pressure. Um, And that is my lesson, I guess, I've learned from this most recent crash and burn that I've had um, is that for me, movement is important. And whilst I'm going to have to turn down that burner when work gets hectic, it doesn't mean that I have to turn it off. And I think that's a really key part of this sort of four burner scenario when we're talking about balance is that I would never suggest turning off any of the burners if they are really important to you, because once they turn off, they can start to impact your mental well-being. So if socialization is really important to you and you completely turn that off and you say, I'm not seeing friends for three months, that's probably not a great way to be um, psychologically. And the same goes for family. If family is you know, something that you really value, if health is something that you value, turning that burner off completely is not good. So having that on as low as possible so that you can maintain what you need to maintain in order to stay um, stay sane, I guess, is probably the right word I'm looking for. It's not about achieving. It's not about being the fittest. You might lose fitness. You might lose muscle. Like I've definitely lost so much muscle mass and strength over the last few months. Um, and that's okay. Like, it, like these things change. Your body changes. Your, your muscle mass, your strength, your fitness, all of these things change. If you gain weight, that's also fine. If you lose a bit of weight, that's also fine. The second analogy I wanted to refer to when it comes to um, balance and work-life balance and health and, you know, all of these things that we're talking about is, again, another one I heard from someone and I have no idea who, um, but it's like we think about our life as a jar. So whether it be like a vase or a mason jar, whatever you want to think about it like. So there's two things that we can put in this jar and those two things are rocks and sand. So the rocks are like our really important um, things in life. So they are, for example, uh, our family or our friends or our health, things that like our community, things that make a really big difference to our happiness and our well-being and our longevity. Then the sand is like work and to-do lists and, you know, like cleaning and those sorts of things that, yeah, like they need to be there and they need to be done, but we can sort of do less of them and still have a really thriving life. So the two ways to think about filling up your jar or your vase or whatever it is, is that if we pour in the sand first, so the sand being, you know, work, life, to-do lists, those sorts of things, um, If we pour in the sand first and then we try and shove some rocks in afterwards, once the sand has filled up the jar, like you could put a couple of rocks on top, but you know, there's not really much space there for you to shove the rocks in. So the other way that you can start to think about this is that you put your rocks in first. So you put in the things that are most important to you in your jar, in your life as a priority. And they are always going to be the things that come first. 
And then the sand, when you fill up your jar with um, the rocks, when you pour the sand in, the sand can trickle around the rocks. So the rocks don't move, but the sand sort of fills the gaps between the rocks. And I think that if you don't like the four burner analogy to, um, to balance and to, you know, longevity and everything that I think that this rocks approach is a really good way to think about it because essentially what you're saying is that I'm going to prioritize the things that provide me with a meaningful and valuable life. And then the extras are simply extras. Like, you know, we don't have to have, you know, the best career in the entire world. We don't have to work long hours. We have to make enough money to survive. Absolutely. I totally get that. And I totally respect that. And, you know, we can strive to achieve things in our work and and all of that, but not at the expense of our health and our community and our life and our well-being. Because when we look back on our life, no one's going to look back and be like, hell yeah, like I worked so hard for so long and I was, I don't know, CEO of this company and that. And who cares? Like, you know, if you were not able to be present with your family and your friends and your children, or if you weren't even able to relax and, you know, when you go to the beach to actually enjoy the beach, like if you're sitting there on the beach stressing about what you've got to do, then what, like, that's just not the kind of life that I really want to live. So I think that we really need to think about that when we're prioritizing our life and our health as well. Now, funnily enough, as I'm recording this episode, one of my good friends um, sent me a meme on Instagram and I am a meme coping mechanism kind of gal. So when I start sending memes to all my girlfriends about mental health and all of these things, it's pretty much an indication that my mental health is declining <laughs> because that's how I cope. Humor is my, here's my coping mechanism. Anyway, this one is not about humor, but it's, I think sort of ties together everything that we've been saying in this podcast so far really well. Um, and I guess identifying that self-care is not is not the thing that we need to be striving to do more of. It's reprioritizing our life and realigning our values. So this quote is, bathing yourself isn't self-care. Eating nutritious food is not self-care. Going to the doctor when you're sick or seeing a therapist for your mental health is not self-care. Sleeping is not self-care. What the fuck? That's just shit you do to ensure you're not dying. What the fuck? Oh my God. I love that so much because again, those things are, I guess, what we consider self-care, like even movement. We consider that, oh, you know, I went to a yoga class and that was self-care. That's not self-care. That's keeping yourself alive. Um, So I think that, yeah, self-care is, has a time and a place, but Yeah. Is it really self-care or is it doing the things that we need to do to function as humans and to enjoy life and to be alive? So, yeah. Anyway, that's my thoughts on self-care. I also read a really good quote. And again, I've forgotten who it's from on um, Instagram recently about burnout and self-care. And what it said was that when you are burnt out, self-care is not the answer to fixing burnout. Boundaries 
is the answer to fixing burnout. So if you're burnt out, doing more bubble baths and those sorts of things is not the answer. It's putting in place boundaries. And I would also add to that living in alignment with your values. So working out what are the things that are really important to you and then how can you adjust your life to live in more alignment with them? Now, I get that the hard thing about this is that for some people that might mean changing jobs or you know, asking for help when they've never asked for help in their entire life, they've done everything on their own, or it might mean having to ask for, you know, I don't even know what I've got examples of here, but it might mean making relatively drastic changes in your life. And I get how hard that is. Like I've made some incredibly challenging decisions in my last 15 years of my life and they have altered the course of my life, those decisions. And I'm I'm not going to go into them right now, but if it wasn't for making, you know, deciding that I was so unhappy that something had to change. And that change was one of the, not one of the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life that I would still be miserable today. And yeah, of course I go through, you know, phases. I've got mental health issues, like, well, not issues, I've got mental illness. Um, and I go through phases where, you know, I'm not feeling great. And that's that's part of my journey and my life. But I would say that I am relatively happy on a day-to-day basis. Whereas prior to this, I was not. And these things are not easy and you should not be doing them alone. So if you do need to make big moves, big changes, big decisions in order to live a life that is in alignment with your values and it it is scary and confronting and overwhelming, then this is where you need support. And this is where, you know, reaching out to friends, family, therapists, you know, whatever it is that you need to get your team behind you, your tribe behind you to support you on living the life that feels best for you. So my final suggestion for this podcast is for those of you listening who, you know, might be working two jobs to try and, you know, hold an income or might have, you know, three kids that are just (laughs) driving you bonkers. How the hell are you supposed to find balance in that? And I don't think, as I've said many times in this episode, is that having that perfect balance is the achievable thing. I don't think that that is the the thing that you should be aiming for. Rather, what I would suggest in these situations is how can you find moments of joy in your day? How can you find moments of listening to and respecting your body throughout the day? So is it that when the kettle's boiling, you know, before the kids get up in the morning that you sit and just drink your coffee in peace? Or is it that you ask a friend or a family member to babysit your kids for half an hour so that you can have 30 minutes just to stare at a wall? Or is it stopping at the end of the day and instead of going on social media and scrolling mindlessly through, is it stopping and listening to some beautiful music that relaxes you or is it doing a meditation or something like that and I know that this kind of circles back to the whole self-care thing but I think it also fits in with the boundaries is that you know if we put boundaries in place around the things that drain us so social media and like you know or any media consumption um, work and those sorts of things if we can put some sort of boundaries in place so that when we leave one like when we leave work 
that we really try and leave work and that we then sort of place ourselves into some sort of moments of joy. Um, and like I said before, these moments of joy don't need to be like, they're not ecstatic happiness. It's moments of like contentment where you are. And this is the example I always go back to is because I find it personally so relaxing is when you've just boiled the kettle and you've got your cup of tea brewing and you're just watching the steam like dance off the top of the cup. Like that is one of my favorite things of life is watching steam pour out of like a hot cup of coffee or a hot cup of tea or a hot bowl of porridge because I feel like the stillness that happens with that is just so perfect and so beautiful. Um, so just finding these little moments, like, is it like a dog that's licked your face or is it, you know, one of your kids has said thank you for something when they've been screaming all morning, like finding these little tiny moments where you can stop and reflect and just absorb it whilst it's there, because there is so much pressure in life. There is so many things demanding our time. And if you're not willing to, I guess, put boundaries around and say, I'm going to let this moment of joy be here for the moment that it is, then you're going to miss that moment. And when you miss that moment, it doesn't come back. But the more moments that you miss like that, the less enjoyable your life is as well. So I think it's really important that we really do look at balance and look at joy in a different way. So I am recording the outro to this episode about a week, just over a week after recording that episode. And firstly, I wanted to say, oh my God, I am, I went on a little holiday and spent three nights away, which was lovely. And it was raining the whole time. So absolutely nothing. Um, but I feel a lot more alive and a lot better. And I am working on putting some better boundaries in place myself. So practicing what I preach. But the reason why I am recording this outro a little bit later than what I normally would is because I have officially got permission to tell you a little bit more about the reason why I ended up getting so burnt out in the first place anyway. And I don't even know, I feel like I need like a drum roll or something to introduce this, but I am working and have been working for the last 12 months now. So this is like full time for the last 12 months, but the, I guess the idea and um, a lot of like the groundwork for this has come over the last like five years as well. This is like, this is seriously, when I went into dietetics, it is what I wanted to do from the get go. So what that was, I think eight years I've now been a dietitian. So it's been a long time coming. Um, but if you follow me on social media, you will have now seen that we have announced that Fueled by Marika Day is launching in Jan of 2022, which is so exciting. So Fueled is an online nutrition and health program, and it is there to help simplify nutrition and to help us uh, educate. So it will help me educate you guys on how to fuel your body, to ditch diet culture, to live in a healthy and balanced manner and build confidence in yourself and in your life as well. So it's a nutrition program with a bit of a difference. So we're really focusing on education in this program. So it's not just, you know, recipes and that sort of stuff. It's teaching you how to eat better and incorporating a lot of stuff on the mind. So we've got really specific meditations in there relating to topics to um, things that either I have struggled with personally or I've worked with people who have struggled with this and it 
really ties into either and the effect that it has on their health or the effect that it might have on their confidence. So it's a really, God, I hate the word holistic, but it's a really holistic program in that um, we're really coming from it at all, like at all streams. Um, And I guess that's what I really wanted with this program is that one of the things that I found with nutrition programs online is that, you know, so many of them are just focused on giving you recipes or giving you meal plans and just telling you kind of exactly what to do. But what I felt like was really missing is this approach where it was like, well, we shouldn't be telling people what to do. We should be telling people how to find the healthiest version of like how to live the healthiest version of themselves because why should I tell somebody how to eat when the way that I believe somebody should eat is not necessarily the healthiest for them it's not necessarily the best for them how about I teach them how to find a way that feels good for them that makes them feel energized fueled confident all of the things um and as I said part of that for me was really integrating Um, this mindfulness component and this um, education around the impact that our mind has, because as somebody who has struggled with uh, mental illness myself and has worked with a lot of clients that have struggled with mental illness, it's, you can't separate the mind from behavior, like behavior begins and ends in the mind. So we need to be able to tap into the mind to be able to make real change. And for me, like that sort of presents itself in a lot of ways with clients that I've worked with. So whether it be like emotional eating, whether it be like shame, you know, body shame, or whether it be lack of self-esteem or self-confidence, a lack in like self-efficacy to like believe that you can make changes or even things like eating disorders as well. So that's what Field by Marika Day is. There is obviously going to be a lot more information coming about it in the coming weeks, but yes, it is coming at the end of Jan 2022. So keep your eyes peeled. We will be letting you guys know about some exclusive offers um, in the lead up to it. So uh, if you can jump on to, sorry, we've got the Field by Marika Day Instagram page. Um, So you can head on over there and follow that. You may already be following that page if you were following my old Gut Started page. Um, Alternatively, and hopefully the website is, the landing page is up by the time this podcast goes live. If it's not, it won't be far behind, but that will be www.fueledbymarikaday.com. So please head on over there, pop in your email address, and what you'll do is you'll go on the list and receive emails um, about launch and finding out a little bit more about what the program is and what it includes so so excited so glad to be able to finally get it off my chest um and yeah stay tuned so that's why i forgot to actually incorporate why that's why i've been so burnt out the last few months is it's all really come to a head in the last few months like we've been well again i don't have a big team that's working on this with me it's 99 percent me um and it's been a long slog over the last 12 months and it really came to heads in the last couple of months. So just burning the candle at both ends to try and get this done, um, which I don't mind doing because it's something that I'm so passionate about and helping people to live a healthier life in this way, like in a really balanced and really like, um, you know, helping people live a life that feels good for them. That That is my purpose. That is my passion. So I don't, I know I need to have better boundaries so that I don't get burnt out, 
but I don't mind if I go through these phases, you know, like I said in the episode where, you know, the burner is, you know, full on on work because I know that this is, you know, sounds really cliche, but what I was put on this planet to do. So I'm super excited. Please make sure you are either following on Instagram or you're signed up to um, the website and yeah, we'll keep you updated on all of the exciting goodies over the Christmas and into the new year. So stay tuned. See you next week, guys.